1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Lots going on with your New York Giants this week. The biggest news of the week is the Giants hiring of former Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Don Wink-Martindale to run their defense now that uh, Patrick Graham has uh, left the Giants to take uh, the defensive coordinator job with the Las Vegas Raiders, and here to uh, to help me break down what Martindale could mean to the Giants and, and what uh, kind of defensive scheme he'll bring with him is Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens and the Ravens Wire. Kevin, thank you very very much for for hopping on with me. Ed,
2: thank you for having me. It's a, I think it's an exciting time in New York right now with Dable and now with Martindale
1: coming over, too. Well, it's a, it's a crazy busy time, and I know this much. I know it's been great for page views. I know it's been great for podcast listens. I know it's been great for for our YouTube channel, so so I'm good with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's great, <laughs> and especially at this time of year, I mean, where it's the Super Bowl, you know, it's the Bengals and the Rams, The offseason's already started for teams who weren't in the playoffs and for Ravens and Giants fans. The coaching carousel has been far underway. The Ravens parted with Don Martindale. A bit of a shock in some Ravens circles, but we'll get into it.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's like you said, it's a really interesting time for the Giants. They have really, for the first time in many, many, many years, really gone outside of their Giants circle outside of, of their comfort zone, brought in a, a new general manager from the Buffalo Bills, brought in a head coach from the Buffalo Bills. They're bringing in lots of people who have who don't have prior connections to the Giants. And of course, Don Wink Martindale is one of those guys. Martindale interviewed for the Giants head coaching job a couple of years ago, uh, that's when it, the job went to Joe Judge. So the Giants have known about Martindale they've, as an organization. They've had their eye on him for a while. And, and, Kevin, I think where we need to start is, why is Don Wink Martindale no longer the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, it's it was that, that
2: shock factor I talked about. But once you kind of sat down and looked at it, it, it made a little bit of sense. Don Martindale is no doubt one of the – I think best defensive minds in football, but because of that, he is, I think a little bit stuck in his ways, which sometimes those ways can get defenses into trouble. Now, Martindale, the first thing I think of, the first thing many people in Baltimore think of is his aggressive style of defense. He has one of the most exotic blitz packages in the entire NFL. He uses those to his advantage and his defense. You're not going to have an outside linebacker be a pure outside linebacker rushing the passer. They're going to drop back into covers. They're going to set the edge. And it's really what role can you play? If you can do multiple things, you're going to do multiple things. You know, he had, I, I go back to the start of the 2020 season when the Ravens were playing the Cleveland Browns and literally the third play of the season for the Ravens defense, Calais Campbell, who was like a six eight, three hundred 300 some pound defensive tackle dropped back into coverage and almost got an <laughs> interception. So it's those types of things where in this giants defense, you're going to have guys like Aziz Ojalari who's not just a pass rusher. And I know that's not just what he is, but he's going to be dropping back into the flat. He's going to be covering running backs. He's going to be doing that kind of stuff. He, all those different things for Don Martindale, I think, are some of the things where Martindale's defenses are so blitz heavy. I mean, before this season or this 2021 season, the past three years before, 2018 to 2020, the Ravens ranked number one in blitzers each season. So he loves to blitz. He loves to send guys off of the edge. But because of that, it got the Ravens into trouble. And Don Martindale talked about setting his ways. Well, sometimes the blitzes didn't work out and Don Martindale kept going to the well and something John Harbaugh said was sometimes when you go to the well, too many times it gets you. And now looking back on it, it seems like that might've been about the blitzes because in that game, I think they lost uh, because the defense couldn't hold. Now all the injuries the Ravens had in 2021 on defense, that's where it was a little shocking to me, but the Ravens haven't had a 10, 10 plus sack guy since 2017, which was the year before Martindale took over. Uh, You see guys like Sedarius Smith, kind of have mediocre success, have a good year in Baltimore, leave and become one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Matthew Judon, mediocre to pretty good success in Baltimore. He leaves, becomes one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. So I think that's where the Ravens struggled a little bit. They struggled with sacks. Uh, pressures were kind of in the middle. They were a high pressure team, but a low sack team. The turnovers were down a little bit in 2021. So all those things considered, Martindale, I think, just wanted to stick with his ways. The Ravens wanted some change, and, and that's where I think the the parting of ways happened.
1: Interesting that you talk about the edge guys maybe not producing the way that uh, that the Ravens would have liked them to. The Giants are in a situation where they have a lot of young edge rushers, guys who are sort of building their resumes, and maybe their defense isn't necessarily built around those guys. But it's surprising, I guess, and I didn't look at the statistics. It's surprising for me to hear you say that, that really – it, their pass rush was maybe in the middle of the pack and not and, and not really a strength.
2: Yeah, the pass rush has been a a point of contention ever since Martindale took over, because you look at the examples like Smith and like Judon and you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, why is this happening? Not just like one time, but multiple times. I mean, you could even go to Yannick Kingakwe, who was acquired from the Ravens uh, by, you know, way of trade. Uh, back in the 2020 season by the Minnesota Vikings and Ngakwe had major success in Jacksonville, had good success in Minnesota. And that's why he was traded to Baltimore to be that piece. And the scheme fit was just so awful in Baltimore. He ended up leaving after a year. He said on record in multiple interviews, he said, yeah, the scheme just wasn't for me. It wasn't my style because they, he, he is a pass rusher. He's not someone who's amazing against the run. You know, isn't someone who has a ton of experience dropping into coverage. The Ravens used him in that way. And I mean, he did it, but the sacks just weren't there. He was like a hair away, a fingernail away from getting some sacks. And he goes to Las Vegas, where he again kind of has that resurgence. So it's it's not just one example of a guy who leaves, it's, it's multiple. The Ravens are bringing Clayus Campbell, who had success in Arizona and Jacksonville as an interior pass rusher, one of the better interior pass rushers. He hasn't done a ton in that regard in Baltimore. Derek Wolf, you know, one of the better interior pass rushers, had the best run stuffing year of his career in 2020, but only had one sack. So the pass rush was the key issue for them, Don Martindale loves to simulate pressure. He loves to send guys off the edge, safety blitzes, corner blitzes. He'll send 10 people on one play and drop everybody back to next. I mean, it's that crazy of a play where he'll put everybody on the line and it just didn't translate over to sacks, at least not the sack numbers people would want to see. So now I think the Ravens bringing in Mike McDonald. Uh, they just want to have, I think a bit more of a traditional style. Hey, our outside linebackers aren't dropping back into coverage on so many plays. We're going to have them rush the pass or maybe have a more success there.
1: A little bit more personnel oriented rather than, than scheme oriented, I guess. Um, I, I think it's both. I, I think it's both, but every year that it happened, I pointed more towards the scheme.
2: Um, and I'm not saying that it is completely the scheme fault. I'm not going, I'm not going to say that all oh, the Ravens couldn't generate pressure because of Don Martindale. I mean, it has to right. do partially with the players, on the roster and just how they're able to fit. But I'm not going to say that Don Martindale is is void of all criticism there. Um, I think it was a joint effort between just the actual execution versus the actual scheme that it was in. And we saw a lot of success from Don Martindale in his blitz packages, especially, especially against rookies, second-year quarterbacks, third-year quarterbacks. For the most part, especially the first time playing the Ravens defense, they just didn't know what to do. They were so confused by the looks of the line, the, the, the blitz packages that I've seen Don Martindale run. I mean, people classify them as exotic because truly they are, I talked about putting everybody up at the line, you know, young quarterbacks come up to the line. They have to ID, all right, is this guy blitzing? Is this guy dropping? Who's coming after me? Are they sending pressure up the middle? Is it coming off the edge? And that helped the Ravens get pressure a ton. Now, A little bit of it also had to do with the fact that the Ravens just could not finish sacks. And that, to your point, is a personnel issue where they cannot bring quarterbacks down. Guys are there, but a tackle will be broken or a quarterback will shake them. And that is an execution issue. But there were also stretches where the Ravens would get six sacks, eight sacks, 11 sacks in a game, and then for the next five weeks, they'd have maybe three total. So was that type of inconsistency where, I mean, where maybe the Ravens are saying, look, we just need more consistency out of it. So the numbers will look better. They'll look worse in some certain circumstances. But I don't think that takes away from the fact that Don Martineau is exquisite at generating pressure.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because the Giants are used to a Patrick Graham system where for the last couple of years, Graham would play more of a zone oriented coverage scheme on the back end, keep everything in front, try to confuse quarterbacks by disguising coverages, try to, uh, to, to rush four whenever possible and and do things that way. And and it's people are mistaken. I think when they think, Oh, Graham ran a three, four and Martindale runs a three, four. So they're running the same scheme. I think it's, it's vastly different just in terms of, of the personalities of the two men. Right. And,
2: you know, Martindale, his 3-4 defense, you know, obviously I'm going to keep going back to the aggressive, blitz heavy nature of it. But he, he can adjust in situations to his personnel. And I know Patrick Graham, you know, he's talked about that type of stuff before where he can adjust based off what, you know, the team has for him in terms of the players he has. But for Martindale, another point of, I'd say, contention Uh, would be his in-game adjustments. Martindale is one of the best, you know, we're going to scheme up for a team. We know what this, what our opponent has, we know how to stop them, but if the in-game adjustments are needed, sometimes it can be a bit of an issue for him to go away from what I've talked about, which is the blitzing. And I give him a ton of credit because the Ravens, I talked about the injuries that they had. They lost Marcus Peters. They lost Deshaun Elliott. They lost a ton of guys. And He ended up adjusting and doing a good job at not blitzing as much. The Ravens I talked about, you know, 2018 to 2020, top blitz team in the NFL in terms of percentage. 2021, he was only sixth, and that's because he was trotting out guys like Robert Jackson and Daryl Worley and guys who were like, why is this guy on the field right now? It's because they didn't have enough guys. So Martin Hill did a good job in that regard, but also there's a little bit of can he adjust in game enough moving forward?
1: it's interesting let's talk a little bit about uh, the reports of, of a couple of guys that from the Ravens coaching staff who who might be coming with Martindale reports that uh, that that Rob Ryan is coming with uh with Martindale and also that that former I believe outside linebackers coach Dean Wilkins is coming from the Ravens to to join Martindale you know Rob Ryan is a is a, a is a known commodity. It's a guy that, that people who, whose name people recognize, but what can you tell us about, about what those two guys could bring to the Giants' staff along with Martindale?
2: Yeah, well, I'll start, I'll start with Ryan. Um, Ryan was a guy who was only in Baltimore for a season. I played out, I guess the 2020 year with the Ravens and him and Don Martindale are are friends, they're buddies. So I'm not surprised that he's going to be following Wink over there to New York, but yeah, he, he's a, he's a player's coach, uh, you know, you look back to like the offseason and when the Ravens were first getting started, Patrick Queen had glowing things to say about Rob Ryan, you know, saying he relates to the players. He's, he's a guy you can go and talk to and ask advice about. And, and Ryan has a ton of experience. He's been a defensive coordinator in multiple places. Uh, the success of those defenses um, hasn't have been amazing. But he does have that play calling experience. He's been around the league. He understands what it takes to win. And I think it's a good hire. The Ravens went in a different direction there. I I really just think because of the Martindale and Ryan connection, you know, I think that he just wanted an opportunity to go with his friend and that's, that's fine. That's completely okay. So I'm excited to see what he can do in New York. I think that, you know, he did a good job with the Ravens. Now, if you want to hear about how the Ravens inside linebackers did briefly, they struggled with tackling early in the season. You know, the unit as a whole was kind of, one of the weaknesses early, but they picked it up in a big way late. They improved in a, in a massive way. Patrick queen is, is the the big fish there. He struggled early, got it together late. So with young linebackers, he, he's a teacher, he's a teacher. And I think he'll be able to do that in New York. And yeah, Drew Wilkins, the outside linebackers coach, now former outside linebackers coach in Baltimore. Wilkins is regarded as I think one of the the brightest young minds in football right now. I was, I was a little shocked to see that he wouldn't be returning, but the reports are that Martindale is a mentor to Wilkins. And so it makes sense now that, you know, Wilkins would be following Martindale to New York, if that truly is the case, which it does seem like it is. And, you know, you have success from that group, like you have growth. He is someone who is another guy who's a teacher but he's he's like a young guy. He understands the game of football. He understands what it takes at that position. The players relate to him. I think that Ryan and Wilkins are both two home run hires for assistant coaching jobs. Wilkins is somebody who, you know, has has really grown in his role. He was with the Ravens for a very long time. So it's not like he is just this guy who's in his like third year in the NFL. He's been around for for a very long time, despite the fact that he is so young age-wise. So you have like the the old veteran in Ryan, the younger guy in Wilkins. I think it makes a good balance.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in.
1: All right, Kevin. I think the other thing that we need to talk about when it comes to to Wink Martindale and the the aggressive system that he's bringing to New York, and we you know we've talked about the fact that it's a little bit different than than what Patrick Graham did, is the type of personnel that is going to be required you know for for him to to run that defense. Just tell us a little bit about about what. What he needs to make this this aggressive, as you said, sort of blitz happy scheme that he likes to run. What does he need in terms of personnel to make it work?
2: Yeah, well, I think the first thing there is the versatile pieces. You know, it, it's, a, it's a simple answer, first of all. But I think, you know, having the versatile pieces, athletes, the Ravens prioritize guys with high athletic traits. You know, I, I can go back to multiple drafts. The most recent example, uh, you, know, you can talk about Adafe Owe who literally an athletic freak coming out of Penn state can do a lot of different things. And it, it's about the coachability of these guys too. Uh, smart football players, which I know the Giants do have, it's a matter of being able to pick up the scheme. And an example of this is I'll go back to 2019 with actually a veteran in Earl Thomas, who his Baltimore tenure was not amazing, uh, especially off the field on the field. He was a good player, but you know, he had a little trouble picking up the defense at first and he talked about Chuck Clark, who is a Ravens safety now. And he, he said, this guy's so smart. He understands the defense. I don't know why I was brought in here. This guy knows everything. So, you know, it's a matter of being able to adjust to understand and learn the defense in terms of actual, like, what players do you need outside of athletes? Ideally, in his system, you'd have someone who you can trust in single high on the back end, uh, like a safety type player who you can put in center field and say, hey, you're our last line of the fence. You're going to figure out where the ball's going. We trust you in case a big play happens. The Ravens didn't really have that past Earl Thomas. And I think it forced Martindale a bit to trust his corners a bit more, which I mean was fine. The Ravens have the personnel to do that, but it's a little different when you have that guy you trust on the back half. Also, I think a couple, a couple shut down corners at the very minimum one. I mean that that's another really important thing because it is about trust in, in a blitz, heavy defense. You know, for each second, the pass rush doesn't get there. For each second, receivers can run routes and get open and kind of wiggle their way open. It increases the probability of a completion in a huge, huge way. So for the Ravens, having Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and and even Jimmy Smith back when, you know, a couple of years ago when he wasn't injured all the time it makes a huge difference because you can give your pass rush a little bit more leeway to say, if you don't make it in the first one and a half seconds or two seconds, we have the guys who can cover for. So it's a joint effort on the front and back ends. I think you also need really good run defenders. And what I mean by that is the Ravens have been a very good run defense over the course of Martindale's tenure. And that has, I think, in turn taken away the run game, which helps out. And it helps out any defense, right? If you can take away when I expected the offense, make an offense one dimensional. It takes away half the game plan or maybe not half the game plan, but it takes away a huge part of it. So having good run stuff versus a huge thing. And then I think uh, finally guys who can rush the passer. I mean, that's obvious in every defense, but really you have to have guys that can generate pressure win one-on-ones, which I think is a huge thing. And Make sure that they can at least pressure the quarterback, because if you have those shutdown corners and that single high guy that I talked about, if you have quarterbacks running out of the pocket, going through their reads a bit quicker, it can help create turnovers.
1: Yeah, the one thing the Giants don't have at this point, I think, is probably the uh, the cornerbacks to, to really play that system. They have James Bradbury, obviously. They have a Dory Jackson. They have a couple of young players who they really like, who have potential in Aaron Robinson and Darnay Holmes. But they're in a, they're in a, a situation with the salary cap where they, they may well have to part ways with Bradbury for cap relief. So I, I think cornerback becomes an issue. And, and it, as much as we've been dying for a big-time edge rusher, here in in New York because that's been a a need for a while I, I tend to think that that if you're sitting there at five or seven because the Giants have the two first round picks if you're sitting there and you're choosing between a dominant edge rusher or maybe the best cornerback in the draft I'm kind of thinking that the cornerback might be more important to a Martindale system that, than the singular, you know, dominating edge rusher. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And I think another point to that, Ed, is I think when you're looking at where you can find quality players in general, I think it's a bit easier to go out there and find an edge rusher who could fit a scheme as opposed to a cornerback who, you know, has pure shutdown ability. If you can find the number one in the draft, And you know that, hey, this guy's going to be our guy for like the next 10 years or the next eight years. I think that's a no doubter because, you know, when you're looking on the market, cornerbacks, it's a it's a premium position. And the top guys get paid top dollar edge rushers. You can maybe sneak in a quality edge rusher for a lot less of a cap hit than a top flight corner. The Ravens signed Justin Houston for like two million dollars. So if you can figure that out, if you can get like whoever the cornerback is, derek Stingley Andrew booth or sauce Gardner, whoever it is, and then kind of beef up your edge rushers a little bit through free agency and maybe like a mid round pick. I think that's, that's a perfect type draft for a Don Martindale defense.
1: Interesting. Kevin, thank you very, very much for the time. Why don't you uh, let folks know where they can, uh, where they can see your work, where they can hear your work before I let you go.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This was, this was a blast. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, you can find me on the lockdown Ravens podcast. I host that five days per week. We're in audio form, anywhere you get your podcast. So Apple Podcasts, Google podcast, Spotify, we're on YouTube and video form now. So we're doing both audio and video. I also am managing editor for the Ravens wire. So you can find me over there. I'm writing Ravens content seven days a week, still talking about Don Martindale a little bit on there. So if you want a r- more Ravens perspective on the giants, new hire, you can find me over there. I'm also on Twitter at 34 and for the Lockdown Ravens Twitter it's it's at Lockdown Ravens.
1: all right Kevin thank you very very much Giants fans thank you as always for listening please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio and all of your favorite podcast applications take care of each other stay safe out there and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye
0: more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder